At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. A Tuesday show for you. The trade deadline, a lot of baseball to do. We'll break it all down with Jason Weingarten of the Wide World of Weingarten Podcast, professional baseball better. Get his thoughts on the trade deadline, Mets, Braves, awards, futures. Looking forward to talking with Jason. It's kind of tricky, as I mentioned yesterday. Uh, Yankees in action tonight, hosting the Mariners. Yankees favorites, minus 150, total 8.5. Mets in action. DeGrom is back. Total is 8.5 there as well. Mets are huge favorites, minus 286. Mentioned yesterday, it's just tricky, the timing of doing these podcasts where something happens, you want to react to it, but then by the time you do it, something else might happen. So we want to get this up you know, in time for the games tonight, obviously, in some of its guest availability. But, hey, if we miss something, which I'm sure we will, I'm sure by the time you listen to this, the Mets will have made a move. At the time we're recording this, the Mets haven't done anything. Um, and again, DeGrom pitches tonight. Uh, it's always tricky, a guy first start back, especially DeGrom. His velocity was not great, his last rehab start. So you worry a little bit about that. But look, I call these Mets games against the Nationals layups. Certainly saw that last night, even though the Nationals drew first blood and you're worried about, you know, if you're a Mets fan, boy, is this going to be, you know, the, one of those situations where the Mets are just due to lose to the Nationals. Uh, Mets give away a run early. Marte throws to the wrong base. Two out walk, come back to bite you. But that lead didn't last long. The Mets tie it, take the lead. Corbin's been awful. So would expect the Mets to win tonight. Abbott is going for the Nationals. I've never heard of him. I've heard of Jim Abbott. I've heard of Abbott and Costello. I've never heard of Kurt Abbott, who is going tonight. I think it's Kurt Abbott. Uh, the Nationals just have no pitching. Nationals just have no pitching whatsoever. Gray's a nice pitcher. Espino's not terrible, but they just have no pitching. It's funny. Three years ago, this team won the World Series based on pitching, and this team just has absolutely no pitching, as it is Corey Abbott going for the Nationals tonight. 
Look, if you want to throw the Mets here, what we do, you can put the Mets and the Braves in a parlay as Strider is going for the Braves against the Phillies and Nelson. And you can put DeGrom and Strider in a parlay, and it's about even money. I would expect the Mets to win tonight. I would expect the Braves to win tonight. Uh, but the Yankees are really the story here as they play the Mariners tonight. Nice win last night. And this line's a little heavy. I know we went against the Yankees last night. didn't work out. You got the you got Gilbert pitching as an underdog. You got the better pitcher and an underdog. I would lean towards the Mariners here. Uh, at least maybe you know take the run and a half, take them plus one thirty. I think the Mariners are a decent bet tonight. But the Met, the Yankees uh, not only won yesterday on the field, but I thought the Yankees, who look, I've been hard on them. I said they should be more aggressive. They should go and make a splash. Well, they didn't get, grab the headline in terms of Soto or Otani, but they went out and I thought had a very productive day. Didn't give up a lot of their big-time prospects along the way, which is very important to them lately, as we know. Peraza, Pereira, Volpe, all the names you know. They kept all the guys they gave away. You never really heard of, except for J.P. Sears, who's a nice left-handed pitcher. You know, I'm not sure what his role on this team would have been, but he can help somebody. He can be a useful pitcher. You got to give something to get something, though, and they did get something back. They got Frankie Montas, who they can slot in as a number two pitcher. Quietly, if you notice, after they trade for Montas, I don't know if you realize this, after that trade was announced, they kind of snuck it in there where, oh, by the way, Luis Severino is being transferred to the 60-day disabled list, maybe putting him on track for like a mid-September return. So maybe that was some uh, negotiating tactics, tactics there, some leverage where, hey, we don't want you to realize how bad Severino's hurt. We need a pitcher more than you think. So Monta Montas is really good. You always have to worry about, you know, the Yankees got Sonny Gray from Oakland, what was it, four or five years ago, and he was dominant in Oakland. They got him in New York, and I uh, just couldn't do it, whether it was, you know, it was a lot of things. I don't know if it's the pressure in New York. He said they changed his pitch selection. They changed some things with how he threw. It was, remember, that's before Matt Blake. That was Larry Rothschild where you know, they kept trying to make him throw his sliders. He didn't like his slider, things like that. You never know. You know These guys that can pitch in obscurity in Oakland in front of 4,000 people and be great. You bring them to New York in the Bronx. Could be a different story. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really worry about that with Montas, but it's something to think about. You know, hasn't really pitched in big games, hasn't pitched in the pressure, but he has dominant stuff, great splitter, throws hard. Uh, pitched against the Yankees, what, four or five weeks ago? Pitched really well. He's a good pitcher. He's a really good pitcher. And now he's a guy you can slot in behind Cole and figure out, you know, would you go Cole one? Yes, obviously. Then after that, is it Montas two, uh, Cortez three? And then figure out game four from there. If you got in a situation where you're down two to one in a series, you could probably pitch Cole on short rest. Again, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but you get the idea. This is a guy you can pitch in the postseason. And with him came Trevino. And in a separate trade, the first trade of the day, they got Scott Efros, who, look, I wasn't too familiar with him, but you look him up. I mean, his numbers against righties are really good. 118 at-bats against right-handed pitching, has, uh, against right-handed batters, has not allowed a home run, keeps the ball on the ground. Uh, sort of a, he's a sidearm guy. He's a little Jeff Nelson-y where he's got a good slider, good sinker, uh, you know, throws pretty hard, comes at you from weird angles. And Trevino has ugly numbers with the A's. But remember, he pitched against the Yankees. I don't know if you remember that playing game four years ago, 2018. He came in after, remember the A's threw a bullpen game. And they just went with all these relievers. They threw Hendricks first. They threw Trevino. Trevino has tremendous stuff. Throws really hard, good slider, gets a lot of ground balls. The thing is, Oakland has a bad defense, so his numbers are bad. His batting average on balls in play is bad. You would think with the Yankees, Pitching expertise. Matt Blake has been tremendous getting the most out of these pitchers. Their defense is better than Oakland. 
You think they can come here, tinker with his mechanics, get him to you know get ground balls into a good defense, and he can be very effective for him. So I think his numbers are misleading. I think they got two really good relievers. They got an outstanding starter in Montas. And remember, last Wednesday they got Ben Attendee. So they didn't make the big splash, but I think they went out and they really solidified this team now. Are they going to win in October? We'll have to wait till October. I mean, it's short series. They're not head and shoulders above these other teams, but I think they really improved their team. Uh, again, I, I've been hard on them for not making the splash, whether it's Corey Seager, whether it's Machado and Harper. Years ago, they've become very cheap, very frugal with money, with prospects. And that's sort of the cost of doing business. Hey, you went out and you got Montas. I love the move. You could have just signed Carlos Rodon last offseason, last December for money. You don't have to give up any of these prospects. Then you could put the prospects towards other things, Soto, whatever. But uh, that's in the past. I, I know that's just how they do business now. Regardless, they were able to keep their prospects, upgrade their team, get some versatility, Add to the bullpen, which desperately needed tinkering. Now, here's the question with the bullpen. We can spend some time on this next few days. How do you order these guys? Because Holmes is the ninth inning guy, obviously. He's been really good. Despite the hiccups lately, he's been outstanding. You don't worry about him too much. How do you order the other guys? Maranaccio's in the mix. Trevino's in the mix. Efros is in the mix. You know, and you still got the Wandy Peraltas. You got a bunch of depth, but you don't really have clarity in terms of, all right, eighth inning, one-run game, we're giving the ball to this guy or seventh inning game one running one run game we're giving the ball to this guy it used to be you know you had a pecking order you know the great yankee teams had a pecking order seventh inning you go to this guy eighth inning and then up to mariano and obviously the pecking order changed throughout the years whether it was stanton nelson but you had sort of a set boom 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 up to the closer the yankees don't have that right now they have a bunch of depth they got pieces you like again blake's done a good job of getting the most out of these guys but i'm not really sure how to organize them. But look, they, they've added to the talent in the bullpen. They needed to. Chapman's pitched better lately. I want Chapman nowhere near a big spot. Nobody does. How could you? Uh, it's just he, you can't have him in a game with a game on the line in a big spot. You just can't. But now you're in a situation where you got some depth and you can just sort of play the hot hand here. I know that's not a great feel. You want some certainty. You want to know who your seventh and eighth inning guys are. You want to know who your bridge arc. Remember, modern baseball, maybe Cole pitches seven innings. Maybe on a great day, Cortez can give you six or seven. Most of these guys are five, six-inning pitchers. They turn the lineup over twice. They give you five, six innings. And then it's bullpen for, you know, nine, ten outs. So you're going to need the bullpen here. You got some pieces. You know, it's never uh, a headline grabber to add these obscure relievers. Sort of like when, you know, the NFL draft, your team is first on the clock for the first round. And you're all excited to get a receiver, a quarterback. And you go and you pick an offensive lineman. Sometimes it's a little sort of disappointing. It doesn't have that wow factor, but it's sort of what you need. And I think this is what the Yankees needed here. They get the left-handed bat with Benintendi. Outstanding starter with Montas, who... Um, and I should probably mention that too, with Severino being hurt. Maybe when Severino comes back, they don't have time to ramp him up and they move him to the bullpen. That's not impossible. It's actually probably likely. Hey, uh, I've called DeGrom out here and as mentioned DeGrom pitches tonight. I've mentioned how, hey, DeGrom never pitches. It's been a year and a month now. You got to come to the point here with Severino. You, you really can't count on the guy. I mean, he's hurt year after year after year. This year, he's finally back. You know, he was steady. He was pitching well. And now he's out another what, couple months from the time he got hurt. So I don't know how much you can count on Severino going forward. You just, you really can't. Maybe long-term, he's a reliever. Um, there's value in guys like that. Obviously, more valuable as a starter than a reliever. Maybe Severino can be one of those bridge guys. He's got the stuff to do it. If he's healthy, he can be your seventh or eighth inning guy. He can throw multiple innings. It's always tricky if a guy's hurt. People think, you know what, just throw him in the bullpen. Well, if you have arm issues, pitching day after day, you know, multiple days, back-to-back -back days, that can be trickier than pitching once every five days, even though you're pitching longer. But 
Uh, something to think about. I think that Severino would be could be an outstanding bullpen piece down the line here. Yankees in action tonight, again, against the Mariners. Minus 150 or so here against Seattle and Gilbert. Uh, Wednesday, it's a great pitching matchup. I don't know. By the time we get the show up for Wednesday, I don't know if we'll talk about it, but Cole versus Castillo. Castillo, who everyone wanted against Cole. That's a Wednesday afternoon game, 1 o'clock. I don't know. You might see a 6 for a total. Six and a half usually is as low as they go because a 3-3 game, it automatically goes over. You might actually see a six. That's going to be an outstanding pitching matchup. That should be a lot of fun. As looking at the schedule Wednesday, you get a bunch of day games. So Yankees got better here. Yankees got much better. Uh, F. Ross, if you go and you watch him, he's just, he's really tough on righties. He can be a situational guy, whether it's, look, look at the guys you have to play in the playoffs. Let's just say you play Toronto. You're going to have to deal with Guerrero. Let's say you play the Astros. You're going to have to deal with Bregman and Altuve. He's a right-handed specialist. If you remember, mid-90s, Jeff Nelson used to come in and just own Frank Thomas. He sort of got that Jeff Nelson quality where he's just very tough on right-handed batters. He can be a specialist and really add to the bullpen. Again, Trevino's got good stuff. Montas will help them. Great day for the Yankees. They don't give up their prospects. Yankees really improved today, yesterday. Yankees really improved. Yankees are a lot better than they were this time 48 hours ago. Yankees were, are a lot better than they were this time a week ago when they didn't have Ben Attendee. Uh, Yankees got better here. And they did it without having to give up a whole lot. So uh, good move by the Yankees. Good job by Cashman here, I think, and solidifying this team. They can have Blake do his magic here with these pitchers. I think the Yankees got a lot better there. Plus 350 to win the World Series at Bet Rivers. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Justin Steele, who is a Chicago Cub and obviously now a former teammate of Scott Efros, said, quote, you're getting a really good pitcher, but you're getting an even better person in Scott Efros. And I just want to say that, look, we, we're not looking for Mother Teresa here. We just need him to get out. So we don't care. We don't really care if he's a good person. We really don't. Okay. We just, look, get a ground ball double play, come in with first and third, get out of the gym. We don't, we don't care how much charity work you do here. We're uh, trying to win games. We're trying to win ball games here. We're trying to win bets, so we're trying to win ball games. We don't care that you're a good person. We really don't. Sorry. Uh, I thought that was funny. I mean, I don't like the fact they have Chapman and Herman and all, and all these guys on the team either, but... I mean, the fact that he's a good person. Joey Gallo seems like a good person, okay? He goes up there and he strikes out on three pitches every time he goes up there. We don't need good people. We need people. We want to win a World Series here for the Yankees. It's been 12 years. You want to win a World Series. We're not uh, We're not looking for the humanitarian award here for the Yanks. So, uh, good day by the Yanks. This game tonight against the Mariners, I really don't have a feel for it. Seems like the value's on the Mariners, but... Now, Yankees do well against these sort of mid-range teams. It's the upper echelon teams they struggle with. Again, Gilbert's a good pitcher. Uh, Judge, we should mention. Judge hits another homer. Why do you keep pitching a Judge if you're these other teams? And I know Rizzo hit one too, but look, let somebody else beat you. I mean, it, Judge, they just – first at bat, he hits one to the wall almost out. Next one, he hits over the wall. Uh, like I said yesterday, Otani can stand on his head and pitch. He's not winning the award. Judge, as long as he stays healthy, is going to win it. And we're going to reach a point here. Even if Judge got hurt, he'd still win it. He's been that good. He's up to 480 here to win the MVP. Judge is going to win the MVP, so – uh, that's the situation with the Yankees. The Mets, like I mentioned, DeGrom is back. Was shaky his last rehab start, but hey, uh, it's, you wouldn't think they would roll him out there if, if he's less than 100%. They've been so careful. They've babied him so much, and I, I'll use the word they've babied him. They really have. I mean, they've shut him down for three weeks at a time over, the, over everything. So you figure the fact that he's pitching tonight in a major league game figures he's good to go. He was dominant. His other rehab starts throwing 100, 101, striking out these Trip, you know, these single A guys left and right. He goes up to triple A, wasn't throwing as hard, gave up a couple homers, 
My guess is he's healthy, and as long as he's healthy, we expect him to be DeGrom. Again, he's probably going to go five innings tonight, something like that. You wouldn't think they're going to throw him like 100 pitches, but he's had enough of these rehab starts where you could get, you think, 85, 90 pitches out of him. I think he threw 70 in that simulated in that uh, last rehab game. He's up to 70 pitches, so maybe you build him up to 80, five innings, something like that, just to get him out there uh, would feel good for the Mets. And again, these are uh, these are layups here. The, the Nationals are a terrible team. I don't care that Degrom hasn't pitched in forever. You come out here and you get five innings. One run out of DeGrom, you should win the game. You should bomb Abbott. And then you throw Bassett on Wednesday against Anibal Sanchez. And you never say a team should sweep another team, but that's how bad the Nationals are. The Mets should sweep the Nationals here. These are layups. I would expect the Mets to win tonight. I'd expect the Mets to win tomorrow and set up a epic five-game series against Atlanta uh, starting on Thursday. So it should be a lot of fun. I think the Mets win tonight. You could parlay that with the Braves at Bet Rivers. Get about an even money bet. I like that one. No real feel for Yankees Mariners. I would lean towards the Mariners at plus money. As I mentioned, the Yankees are now uh, are still plus three fifty to win the World Series. Co favorites with the Dodgers. Uh, the Astros lost tonight. Here's another interesting thing before we get to Jason. Astros lost last night. Yankees are up three games for the one seed. And I was looking at the bracket. Now, if the Yankees and Astros played, here's the thing: the Astros have had the Astros have beaten the Yankees in the playoffs in 2017, as we know, 2019, as we know. Astros had home field in both of those series. I think it's important for the Yankees if they're going to beat the Astros to have these games in Yankee Stadium. The home home field is held up very well in those games. That being said, if you look at it, the one seed, if the playoffs ended today, plays the winner of Toronto and Seattle. While the two seed plays the winner of Minnesota and Tampa. You'd much rather play Minnesota slash Tampa than Seattle-Toronto. But you'd be conceding home field in the ALCS if the seeding holds up. Like if you know if you're the Yankees and Houston wins and vice versa, you know, you'd be on the road. So you'd probably get a softer draw if you're the two seed in that first round. But if the other team wins, if the one seed wins, then you're not going to have home field in the ALCS. So it's something to keep an eye on. Something I still think I'd prefer the one, but boy, I, I don't know that I'd want Toronto or Seattle. I, I I know Tampa's always dangerous, but the Yankees beat the Twins like crazy. So if you could ever get the Twins, it, it, it's something to think about. Not that you're going to tank here and get the two seed, but there is that trade-off where, hey, if you're going to be the one seed, it's very important. If the seeding holds up with the Yankees and the Astros, home field means a lot. But you're also dealing with a more difficult series in round one, it looks like, if you're the one seed. Now, look, these teams aren't separated by that much. That can change. That can all be moot. Just something to keep an eye on. So uh, that's the baseball. Coming up next, a little more baseball. The MVP awards, the Rookie of the Year, World Series. Uh, what are we betting for tonight? All that and more. Jason Weingarten. That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. BetRivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, BetRivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21 or older? Available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City Cast, Bet River Sportsbook. We've got Jason Weingarten to talk trade deadline, to talk awards. Just quickly an update 
Uh, by the time you listen to this, look, the Mets haven't done anything as of yet. By the time you listen to this, I'm sure the Mets will have added at least one reliever, maybe a bat. Uh, they've been very quiet, but we still have a few hours to go again. By the time you listen to this, I'm sure they will have added somebody. And Juan Soto has been traded to the Nationals. I'm sorry, from the Nationals to the Padres for Abrams, Wood, Gore, a bunch of prospects. Josh Bell also goes to the Padres. So uh, DeGrom making his return tonight, that's going to be a skeleton crew lineup for the Nationals, a, uh, a pretty soft landing for DeGrom. So a lot going on to discuss it all. He's the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. It is the great Jason Weingarten. Jason, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Good morning. How's it going? Big Boy, news. If only we had anything to talk about. I guess I'll just throw it at you. I mean, I've been under the impression i've been saying look there's five teams that can win it yankees dodgers astros mets braves i think you gotta kind of introduce the sixth team here in the padres yeah they're uh you know they're they're definitely in the race they were in the race before this but adding soto obviously you know we can spend an hour just talking about that what a what a deal for them giving up you know Mackenzie gore and cj abrams and getting rid of eric hosmer turning him into to Josh Bell can't overstate how big that is, how big it's going to be for that lineup. Yeah, I'm sure you're thinking, boy, this came a year too late because if he was on the the, the Padres last year with the year he was having, the only reason he didn't win MVP is because of, uh, you know, he was on a bad team. So I don't know that this will get him back in the MVP race. We can talk about that in a minute. It's interesting though, if you're looking at bet futures and it's 13 to one here at Bet Rivers. Remember now, they're not going to win the division. They're still going to have to win four rounds. And if they're the road team right now as it lines up, they would have to play in Atlanta that best two out of three, which is not an easy series. That'd be a great series. So they have to win four rounds, that first round, the best of five in the division, NLCS, and then, of course, the World Series. Would you ha you know, have a look at futures here for the Padres, or would what I said keep you away? I typically don't bet World Series futures on news like this because exactly what you said. They still have to win four rounds. I'd much rather put more money on the uh, the pennant future at a lower payout, you know. But like, if you're gonna bet 500 bucks at 13 to one, or you know, a thousand bucks at six and a half to one, or whatever, you know, I'd rather lay out the the money and you know get them to the World Series as opposed to you know maybe they get lucky and beat the Dodgers and run into the Yankees like they did in '98, um, you know. I don't want to be holding a huge ticket and run into a Yankees Astros buzzsaw. So, you know, if you do want to go out, I'd consider betting more money on the pennant future than the World Series future here. Yeah, it's uh, would you think this brings him back into the race for MVP if he had a big second half? I know we've talked in the past and you've done a great job. You suggested Riley at 40 to 1, 45 to 1, I think it might have been. He's down to 4 to 1, 5 to 1 here. Uh, it's kind of wide open. If you don't believe in Goldschmidt, would you think Soto has a chance now with a good last two months to get back in the MVP race? Nobody's ever won the MVP being traded midseason. So, you know, he's he's got that already going against him. His, uh, his first half of the year, his first 100 games weren't necessarily extraordinary. You know, he's, he's playing fine. He's playing great, but, you know, not necessarily MVP level. Um, to these other guys, but it is an interesting question, you know, posing the question, does he jump into the MVP race all of a sudden playing with Machado, potentially playing with Fernando Tatis coming back is a lot better than playing with whatever, you know, he's been playing with, with the Nationals for the last 18 months or so. So um, a, a hot August, 
then we can, you know, revisit that conversation. But, you know, Freddie Freeman's leading the NL in war right now. Mookie Betts doing things. Austin Riley, best player in the NL. And, you know, I guess Aaron Judge probably the best player in, in baseball. But best player in the NL in July, probably Austin uh, Austin Riley. Lot lot going on in that race. It's uh, It's far from settled. And by the way, I should mention this. I don't know if you believe in coincidences, but uh, coincidences. But right after the Soto trade, the NFL kind of sneaks it in the upright here, where that the Dolphins have forfeited a first-round pick and a third-round pick for all the stuff with Flores, and um, I guess it was a tampering charge. I didn't read all of it, but that was a, a sneaky little news dump here by the NFL to just kind of sneak that in right after the new, the uh, the Soto news. I'm sure it's a wild coincidence. Yeah, uh, you know, timing was was probably not coincidental at all it'll uh exactly what they want it'll probably not make make as many waves now so um the rest of anything else from the deadline we should mention the Padres obviously got hater as well um Yankees I thought beefed up here added you know didn't make a splash but you get Montas you improve the bullpen you had Benatendi I thought they improved anything else catch your eye so far uh with the deadline the uh the Orioles you know trading the guys they were expected to trade you know I, I totally understand their situation unfortunate you know when you have orioles playoff pipe dreams but you know you gotta gotta do what you gotta do when you're running a baseball team and those guys had to go because they they were gonna leave anyways at some point they weren't gonna resign them uh astros moves have been pretty interesting i think uh you know will smith is kind of kind of washed out in atlanta but uh the, the Christian Vasquez acquisition, uh, what's his name? The guy that they just got. Um, Grossman? No, Grossman went to Atlanta. Okay, yeah, Grossman. Uh, who did, oh, Siri. Siri went to the Rays. Yeah, the guy uh, they got in that trade. Sorry, I'm blanking on him all of a sudden. Yeah, so am I. Uh, did they get – trying to think of who the trades. There's been so many of these in the past couple of days. Uh, but, yeah, I, I get your point. The, the Astros have kind of retinkered their team here. Yeah, making moves moves on the fringes here are the ones I, I think end up being more impactful. Obviously, Soto, you know, but there's only one Soto. Uh, the rest of these awards, are we at the point now? And uh, obviously, the Astros got Mancini. They got, let's see. Yeah, Mancini was the big one, Vasquez. And not often do you see a trade between the two World Series participants of last year, so that was interesting. Um, the MVP with Judge Otani. Do you think Judge is at the point where as long as he stays healthy, he's going to win? Or do you still think everything Otani does makes him a legitimate candidate to win this award? You know, I, I keep saying my life would be significantly better if Aaron Judge stopped hitting home runs. But uh, <laughs> since the All-Star break, he is just, you know, it's, it's nonstop with that guy. Uh, Maybe walk him once in a while. I'm surprised he seems to keep pitching to him. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, like, maybe his numbers fade down the stretch. Maybe he gets injured. Uh, this time last year, Fernando Tatis was, you know, simil similarly priced as the NL MVP. I'm trying to think what other numbers recently have, you know, been prohibitive favorites and ended up not winning. Uh, Harper but, came know, out of nowhere I, I to win do, the MVP. Yeah. I do wow. tend to think that 60 games is enough time for a lot of stuff to happen. But Judge has clearly seized the narrative at this point and... You know the Angels aren't doing anything. They're just they're just bad. 
they they lose when Otani pitches. They lose when he doesn't. They, it just doesn't matter at this point. It's a lost season for them and a series of lost seasons. So I kind of understand why people are leaning towards Judge here. And, you know, people keep asking me, they're like, well, what, what would Judge have to do for you to say he's the MVP? And, well, he's, he's kind of doing it right now, you know? Like, you go out there and hit a home run every game. Like, I can't can't really argue much against him but still a lot of time left so not gonna throw away my tickets yet yeah and it's not only it's the perfect storm because not only is he he's hitting one a day sometimes he's hitting two a day he's hitting walk-off homers uh so it's it's sort of the perfect storm here uh with judge would you hedge out if you had otani would you think about hedging out and taking some on judge or the numbers just too far gone a little a little late for that i was actually on friday last friday i was having uh, dinner with with Preston Sports Cheetah before the, the Crawley game on Saturday morning, <clears throat> and he he also has some Otani with me, so I was saying you know hypothetically, you know would you, you know would you bat Judge here is like minus one forty or one sixty or something, I was like would you just bat, you know a large amount of money on Judge, and guarantee that you know either Judge or Otani is going to win, and obviously Jordan Alvarez could win. I, I talk about Jordan Alvarez for a long time but it's kind of irrelevant at this point um he's like yeah no I'd, I he, he was saying he'd probably wait you know a little longer wait wait till the end of August I was like yeah I agree you know it's gonna be one of the two of them most likely but we probably have some time and we were driving to dinner I was driving to meet him judge hits a home run we have dinner we leave like two hours later he hits a grand slam yeah and I was kind of joking I was like well that's the uh the end of that window um so you know might might be uh might be a little beat on that one at the moment but you know 60 games left not gonna worry too much about it um any of these other any of these other award uh markets i I should say catch your attention i see verlander has flip-flopped with mcclanahan mcclanahan was the short shot most of the year now it's verlander at Bet Rivers plus one sixty five, McClanahan two to one, Cease five to one, Otani eleven to one, Cole seventeen to one. Then you get into the guys like Manoa, Gossman twenty to one and higher. Uh, let's start with the American League Cy Young. If you didn't have anything in pocket, anyone you'd take a stab at at those prices? I wouldn't necessarily take a stab at Verlander, um, but I do think he is the you know inside inside track guy right right now at the moment. Like he's he's flipped McClanahan. If uh, McClanahan runs into some innings limitations, which he might, uh, Verlander's got a, a path to winning this award fairly easily, unfortunately for me. Um, and El Cy Young, I sort of feel like the same way uh, you do about Verlander with Alcantara here. Minus 180 at Bet Rivers. I would be looking for somebody else. I, I'm not looking to lay minus 180 with two months left. Burn 6-1, to one, Freed 11-1, to one, Musgrove 15-1, to one, Rodon 22-1, to one, then you go Wheeler, Gonsolin. Max Scherzer, forty-five to one. I like Nola at longer prices, but he uh, he got bombed last week. That might hurt him. Again, this time last year, Robbie Ray was a hundred to one. If you were looking to fade Alcantara here, who would you look to take a stab at? Corbin Burns, okay, the defending champ. Other than that, I don't see any of the Dodgers guys really uh, taking a a lead here. You know, no. Bueller being injured, Gonsolin has faded a, a bit. He needed to basically be perfect to be a contender i don't see nola wheeler i guess is kind of same thing as last year you know he's he's an he's a guy you see how he does in august but uh 
the only what, guy what if Scherzer the, got hot could I, could I talk into Scherzer or not? He, you no so? I mean he had a really really good July but I think the injury the the innings will probably end up hurting him in the end just just like last year could be a top three five five vote getter guy um but I'll tell you the guy I think on the Mets who's going to get the most Cy Young votes yes Edwin I was going to ask you about him yep I don't think he's going to win, but I think, you know, he could could be second or third on some ballots. Is that crazy? Nope. I was going to ask you about him, and I know, look, you never want to make a bet that's not going to win, but just in terms of the value, I was going to ask you what number you need to bet Diaz. I sort of feel like it's like a defensive player betting that to win Heisman where they're not going to win it. It would take a lot for them to win it, but, you know, their version of winning it is finishing second or third where a lot needs to go right for them to actually win it. But look, I mean, when you basically strike out every guy you face, at some point you got to be considered here for a Cy Young. Yeah, that's exactly the uh, the thing. At some point, you got to look at those numbers and just say, you know, what else could the guy do? Right. When you're the closer on a 100-win team striking out 55% of the batters or 65% of the batters or whatever. Um, stranger things have happened. I, I last time I looked, I didn't see any odds on him. Did you? Did you see any odds on him anywhere? One twenty-five to one at Bet Rivers. One twenty-five, like, I mean, you're basically buying a lotto ticket, right? At one twenty-five, I'd even like higher. I'd like two hundred or something, but um, you're you're likely gonna end up with second and third place votes or third and fourth place votes more likely. Yeah, you would need one of the, you know, a couple of these top guys to get hurt, another couple too to really pitch poorly, him to continue to be perfect. It would sound, it's sort of almost like a five or six guy parlay where, you know, you need a few guys to fall off, him to keep doing what he's doing. It's a stretch, but uh, I certainly think he'll finish top ten, maybe even top five. Look, he's been, uh, he's been incredible. Yeah, top um, five, I would say for sure at the moment, but yeah, it's it's a lotto ticket. For sure. Uh, either of the rookie of the year's interest to you. I know Rodriguez got hurt the other day against the Astros, beamed him. The Mariners retaliate back. Do you think we're at the point with Rodriguez where even if he missed, well, I, I don't know, with two months left, he couldn't miss the rest of the season and still win it? But is there a scenario here where Rodriguez doesn't win the award? You know, I think uh, it's it was really unfortunate that he, he got hurt like that. And, and I guess it's really fortunate that it's not a, a major injury and it's not, you know, season ending because wrist injuries like that could be career altering so uh he avoided serious injury that's good he's on the the 10 day il or whatever i wouldn't it would not surprise me if you know he was out two weeks or three weeks or something um might not be back the first day he's available he will be back though and i think when you look at his numbers and you look at the way he's been playing all season like it's not a wander franco situation where he didn't have enough uh he didn't have enough games last year to win uh j-rod played like 96 games or whatever there's there's no benchmark that he didn't already hit that i think he needed to hit for people to say oh yeah he's great he's the best rookie this year especially bobby witt is hurt again he's been a pretty low average low obp guy so um, I don't see him really taking advantage of the stretch run. Jeremy Pena, obviously still a contender. Same thing, though. I don't see the voters voting for the Astros shortstop after the Astros injured Julio Rodriguez. It just Maybe I'm wrong. Um, 
I don't see Pena. You know, Pena's been great. He's just not better than Julio Rodriguez at any point this season. And then uh, Adley Rutschman, I think, is the guy I'm most worried about. And I'm lucky I actually bet some Rutschman a couple weeks ago because the number just got so high. Um, but I'd still prefer J-Rod. Um, obviously, my, my money is mostly invested there. If Otani and J-Rod lose, that would be unfortunate. Uh, how about the NL? Strider, short shot plus 120. Then Harris, then there's a drop-off. Suzuki's played well lately. There's a bunch of guys after that. You think Strider's going to win? I don't think Strider's going to win. Um, I think he's the favorite right now. But with pitchers, I mean, it, it really only takes one bad start. You know, six six earned runs in a game will knock your numbers back, you know, very quickly. And two saw months... that happen with Gore. We saw that happen with Mackenzie exactly. Gore. Where he was sailing wrong. He was even money, and then he had, you know, got bombed by the Rockies twice. And it's just, it's, he's never been in contention since. Yeah, and I mean, I like Strider a lot, but the, a lot of things still have to happen for him to, you know, uh, kind of win this award. Like I mentioned, Verlander kind of has a, a runway, a, a smoother landing towards winning the Cy Young. I would say uh, Strider has a much more narrow runway to work with and many obstacles in that path. Michael Harris definitely still a contender. Beyond that, I don't know. I, I mean... 60 games still enough time for somebody to go crazy but i don't i don't see much happening i have futures on all the top five or six guys basically uh mets braves as we get you out of here in a little bit uh mets braves play five games starting thursday mets have a nice little cushion Degrom is back tonight how do you handicap the nl east mets minus 275 look i think they're gonna win that number seems a little high uh you think the mets are in good shape here to win the nl east yeah i mean mets braves gonna be pretty competitive down the stretch it, clearly the top two teams you know in the division and probably teams number two and three in the entire nl behind the dodgers so it's unfortunate only one of them can uh can win the division and it sets up this whole number one and number two seed which teams would you rather play you know does the one seed actually have a harder path than the two seed um so a whole lot of stuff to consider there with this wild card um Kind of screws things up personally. I don't. I don't like it as much. I think the the good team should be rewarded for having a a good regular season as opposed to you know playoff bloodbath. So yeah, uh, it'll it'll be competitive. I don't know who's gonna win. I I I know both teams are gonna play really well though. Yeah, I think the Mets with their lead. As long as you just you got five games in City Field here. If you can win three out of five and push this to like five in the loss column, you put yourself in a position where. Atlanta's going to really have to beat you head-to-head a lot of these games. And if you just split the rest of them, if you're in the Mets, you're in good shape. And obviously, DeGrom back tonight. Would you have any concerns about DeGrom being DeGrom uh, coming off this injury? Well, you know, uh, no Soto, no Bell in the lineup. Uh, Obviously, I'll be looking for a first inning inning yes score in this game. If I can get even money or better, ideally plus money, that would uh, be nice. I'll bet it. I did... Um, just as a, as one does when the trade was announced, knowing that Soto and Bell would be out of the lineup, I bet the, uh, the, I bet the, the Mets minus one and a half minus 175, assuming that number would just steam all day. And I bet minus two and a half minus 111, you know, just, just taking advantage of some of those, those run lines. 
So, I mean, I hope DeGrom goes out and throws five strong innings, but, you know, never a guarantee, even against a skeleton crew. Uh, and you mentioned something. Is it better to be the one or the two seed? I was talking about that in my open because Yankees-Astros, look, the Yankees have lost to the Astros a couple times in the playoffs. The Astros had home field both times. I think home field with those two teams is very important. However, if you're the one seed, the way the playoffs end, you know, broke today, if you're the one seed, you get the winner of Seattle-Toronto, which, look, those are two pretty good teams. If you're the two seed, you get the winner of Minnesota-Tampa. Again, that's, if it started today, you'd much rather play Minnesota and Tampa than you would uh, Seattle, Toronto, but then you have, you know, you're possibly punting on home field in the ALCS. So that's a little cat and mouse game here to look at with the one in the two seed as well. Yeah. I mean, those, those are going to be situations that are going to bounce around back and forth the next two right. months. And every team's going to kind of figure out, you know, what's, what's the best way to approach it for them. Yeah, absolutely. Jason, appreciate you coming on. Have you made any football yet? Have you have you dove into the football pool yet? We are a, a few days away from the Hall of Fame game. Any futures? Anything you've been betting? I am getting ready to do that. I have not done it yet. Um, that's that's something that in the next couple couple days, next week or so, I'll, I'll get more into. I see you're wearing a Vikings hat. I do have some Vikings futures. Um Maybe I'll bet O'Connell. What's his, is that his name? Kevin O'Connell? Yeah, Coach of the Year. That's been a popular one. I like it. Twenty. Is it? It's been a popular one. Yeah, Aaron Schatz him. gave it out today. I think a few other people. I just, you know, you can kind of figure out the Coach of the Year. It's usually going to be an upstart team, a team that improves. It's usually not, you know, it's hard for Andy Reid. It's hard for the, the coaches of the best teams to win this award. Very rarely does that happen. It's usually just a team that improves the most. Yeah, I've, uh, I've dove into that stuff before. Yeah. It's, uh. The, the issue with the futures, especially in the, the NFL in particular, is when something happens, like something big happens and a Lamar Jackson wins MVP at 100 to 1 or 50 to 1 or whatever. The next year, there are no 50 to 1s or 100 to 1. All the quarterbacks are 40 to 1, 30 to 1, and 20 to 1, and there's no value. And, you know, now there's no value in the offensive rookie of the year market. There's, uh, you know, there's just sometimes, sometimes futures just don't have value for one reason or another and the nfl seems to be the case more often than not lately yeah i think when the rams won that super bowl in 99 the greatest show on turf they were something like 250 300 to one and it literally like got people fired the sports books lost a ton of money and i think since then the lowest they'll go i mean there's still once in a while you'll get like a 200 to one but they're very tentative about hanging a huge number and i think that rams won back 20 something years ago is a big reason why yeah that's uh you know History just keeps repeating itself one market after the other. I mean, you think about it, you think 250 to one, it's not going to happen. All it has to do is hit one out of 250 years to make it worthwhile. So it's uh, pretty it's crazy. True. That... I've hit a couple 200 to ones or so. It, it happens every, every once in a while. Hey, they make up for a lot of the ones that don't hit. It's like those golf futures. You know what? You could lose every week. You hit one of them. It pays for, it pays for a lot of losers. That's true. Jason, let everyone know where they could find you. Wide World of Wine Garden Podcast. What else you got going on? Got the got the podcast usually on on uh, Numbers Game with Gil on uh, Wednesday and Friday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific, and usually on Monday nights with Scott at 11 p.m. or so. So uh, I'm bouncing around. You can see me on various different shows. Usually your show once a week or so. I'm uh, I'm all over the place. Jason, appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you later.
All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Jason Weingarten. Obviously a big day. Soto on the move. Yankees make their moves. Uh, I'm sure the Mets will do something. So we'll react to all of it tomorrow. We'll cover all the trade deadline stuff. Baseball, get ready for football. Thank you for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.